I want to welcome my guests um, and friends, Christopher and PJ Klein. I would say explorers, adventurers, but I will tell, tell you these guys are dream makers. They have had both a stellar career, both in communications and entertainment as specialists in the, the, both areas. Chris is a writer, actor by trade. PJ is a human spark plug um, and one of the most personable people that I know, an award-winning speaker. She got me involved in to Toastmasters, and she has an extensive um, background in advertising, sales, and marketing. The two of them, beautiful couple. They've been married for over 30 years, I believe. Um, turned to themselves as um, professional house sitters, and I'll ask them about that. And now they are traveling the world with just one suitcase. Now, the million-dollar question that I'll address to both PJ and Chris, and we're not going to go for his formal name, Christopher. <laughs> right. Thank you. Why? All right. Uh, for our listeners, and our listeners are, are saying, how the hell do you pack up a great life um, and then decide to put everything in one suitcase? Um, this conversation was had to be brought up by you, PJ. Um, how did this happen? I've always been a risker, Kevin. And in our situation, Chris and I are not from Philadelphia. We're both the youngest in our family. We have siblings scattered all over the place. We don't have children. That's by choice. We made that choice not to do that. And we, we love Philadelphia. We have a lot of friends and family, excuse me, friends there, uh, but no really real roots. And we all, we've done a lot of traveling. We've been to 12 countries in Europe. We've been to the Caribbean. We've been to Central America. And we've always dreamed of traveling full time. And uh, unfortunately, COVID hit. The silver line into that was it really made us reevaluate our life. Wouldn't you say, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. You, we've, we've always dreamed about traveling and we've always enjoyed it. So this is just an extension of that, really. And we were in a position where we could leave our full-time jobs and uh, continue doing our other work and travel. And we, we did a split page on it. And we said, okay, what's, what, what are the pros and cons? What's, what's holding us here? What's not holding us here? And what would be the advantages of doing this and the disadvantages? And that pro side just started outweighing the con side. Uh, in our minds tremendously. So we, one day we finally just said, why not? Why not now? Right. And we, it was a process that we went through. It was not a rash decision. We did a lot of research and I'm big on that. And again, we've done a lot of traveling. I did research. I joined a lot of Facebook groups of people, expats in Malaysia, expats in Portugal, expats in uh, Greece, Europe, all over the world, really. And just there are people that have done what we've done and they're living there in these places and you get day-to-day -day living advice and uh, information as to how you can do this. So we did a lot of research on it first. And I will tell you this, Kevin, it was an emotional roller coaster. We did not decide this lightly. It was, should we, shouldn't we? We kept going back and forth, even though on paper we could do it. 
We knew we could do it. We had the, our pros and cons, like Chris said, we met with our financial planner. We knew that financially we could do this. The, the trick was actually pulling the plug and, and getting it done. And that was an emotional roller coaster that we did not take lightly. And that probably took it, several months going we, back and forth. We, we kept checking in with each other every couple of weeks. We'd look at each other and go, you sure we're doing the right thing? <laughs> Are we crazy? Are we should, should we, shouldn't we? In the end, though, the question was that we asked ourselves, what is the worst that could happen? What is the very worst that could happen if we did this? And Chris, what was our answer to that? You can always come back. <laughs> we could always come back to the United States, get a place to live, buy new furniture, buy another sure. car and start all over that way. That, that's one of the things we thought of, too. In, in terms of divesting ourselves of our of all of our possessions is if we were to retire and move to Florida, like a lot of people do, we'd do the same thing anyway. We would get rid of all the old stuff rather than carting it all down to another state somewhere. And we would start fresh wherever we went to anyway. So it was really just the extra travel element that was added to it. Right. Well, let, let me say this to my, my, my listeners, because I, I know both PJ and Chris, Chris very, very well. And I knew that PJ was a lot like me. My father used to say that if he took all of his children and said, run to the edge of the cliff, my brothers and sisters will stop to look down to see how uh, far it was to fall. And PJ's a lot like me. We'll just run to the cliff, jump, knowing that she's going to land on her feet. But Christopher, I've always seen you with a glass of wine in your hand. I've listened to you speak at Toastmasters. And I'm thinking when um, PJ came to you and had this conversation, as much as you, you were going back and forth, and you've got to be a guy. There was one piece of your life and your history when you guys were donating or selling it or uh, giving it away that you just said, ah, let me hold on to that. Is there one item that either one of you kind of said, you know, it's going to be really hard for me to let go? Well, for me, it, that's an easy one. It was my man room uh, because it was the one time in my life I actually did carpentry. <laughs> I, I remodeled this room in our house and made it into my room. And it had my all kinds of memorabilia on the wall. I had a celebrity soffit that had all these <laughs> studio cards of celebrities. I had the, the framed uh, Phillies uh, commemorative uh, uh, gift pack thing that 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 uh, commemorated the Phillies uh, winning of the World Series. Your grandfather's golf clubs. My grandfather's stuff from my grandfather, my great grandfather, my father. Things all over the walls. It, it was it was my little refuge, and it was where I had all of my sentimental stuff. And so that was the hardest thing for me to be able to give up that give up that space and everything in it. But once what, we started selling things, you know, it, it got easier and easier. And what about you, PJ? Clothes. <laughs> I, had, I had two two closets and eight Chester drawers full of clothes and shoes. And that was really difficult for me to, to give those up. What I started doing was going through and giving some to charity. And then I started giving some to consignment stores because I had nice business suits that I know a lot of women would like and, and could use those when we got back to normal times uh, post-COVID. Uh, and then I found uh, two women from my Toastmasters group that are my size. And I brought them over to my house and I said, here's all the clothes 
that I'm giving away. Let's have a little fashion show. <laughs> and we had so much fun with it. They were trying on my clothes. They looked terrific and everything. And they said, we'll take them with the understanding that you can have them back anytime. Anytime you want to come back and take these or borrow them, if you're here shortly, you can have them. That's my leather jackets, my leather pants, <laughs> all my, my really nice clothes. And I, that made it easier for me knowing that someone I know was wearing them and enjoying them. Uh, so, and the jewelry, I kept most of my jewelry though. So. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> the, I, I will yeah. tell my, my guests um, and our listeners that PJ... Um, has been on the red carpet with many celebrities. So when you think about what she had given away and how she dressed, when she talks about leather jackets, it wasn't the leather jacket that you get from that little kiosk that in the mall. It was the leather jacket that someone had designed. So someone's getting getting a lot of great gifts. But before we go on to, to talk about the first chapter of your, your life and where you went, I um, want to know what was in your suitcase, um, Chris. The key thing for me was get rid of all the heavy cottons and get lightweight, quick drying clothes uh, that you could wash by hand if necessary in the sink and then dry it out overnight because you never know when you're gonna be in a place where you may not have laundry facilities. Uh, but that kind of material is also very lightweight. So our idea was pack for one week and do your laundry every week rather than trying to say, oh, I have to pack for a year. <laughs> There's no way you could do that. Uh, but yeah, just pack very lightweight materials, uh, wick away, and um, just keep things to a minimum. Yeah, and, and bring layers. That We found that that was really easy to do and, and more economical. Keeping in mind at the time of this podcast, the airlines have very strict weight restrictions on your luggage. You have to keep it under 50 pounds. If you have a suitcase, over 50 pounds, you get a hefty fine. And, and then if you pack, a, if you check a second bag, that's going to be even more money. So it adds a lot to the cost of your travel. Not to mention the fact that you're hauling all this stuff around. Remember, when you're traveling, you're going through airports, you're in and off of buses and shuttles and taxis and going downstairs and going up escalators. And you don't want to be carrying all, all of that. I'm already, we're only six months into this and I've already shed 30% of the stuff I brought with me. So I'm, I'm getting lighter all the time. One thing that uh, was a little bit of a trouble spot too was toiletries. People tend to load up on toiletries, uh, especially if we're gonna be gone for a while. Gee, I wonder if I'll be able to get this brand. Maybe I had to load up on baby wipes or I had to load up on mouthwash or whatever, but these are heavy things. And so you have to plan on just doing some shopping along the way. This is, this is your not going away to live out of your suitcase and then you're coming back home to do your laundry, you have to do your laundry on the road and you have to buy things on the road. You have to go to a grocery store just like everybody else. So really just pack small amounts, smaller sizes and, and do your shopping so that you're not weighing yourself down. So that's it, pack for a week, keep it under 50 pounds and your valuables with you at all times in a backpack. So we do have the one suitcase that's under 50 pounds and a backpack where we keep our laptop, our chargers, uh, my jewelry, anything valuable like that you, that you really shouldn't check on the, on the airline. Right. What, what about your makeup, PJ? I mean, every woman's asking. <laughs> there had to be a, a special suitcase just for that because no woman travels without makeup. 
I, I was trying to be diplomatic by saying toiletries, but yeah, makeup was a lot of it. Yeah, he, he takes inventory all the time going, you've got too much, you've got too much. Too much. You know what? One thing of eyeshadow in a neutral shade, eyeliner, mascara, eyelash curler, and a couple lipsticks. And that's it, moisturizer. That's all, that's all you need. Everything else, your razors, shampoo conditioners you can get them at the hotels you're in you can go to the drugstore of the city that you're in and get a travel size all of those things you can replace as you go along and you don't need to carry them with you and and something that's uh, say uh, a, a metal um, manicure kit we started out with two of those so why why do we need two manicure kits that's extra weight and you can share one so get rid of one and Sure, but, but that's just you pl um, planning practical. To PJ, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <Most exactly. laughs> that's right. Yeah, and there's other little things too that that I found really helpful to bring. I brought a little pair of scissors, a thing like a mini office, if you will, some paper clips, rubber bands, scotch tape, and uh, a little pair of scissors, a, a notepad, and paper. Those things I found really helpful at times. A few yeah. first aid items, first, first aid, aid band-aids, um, antiseptic ointments. Th mm -hmm. That's one nice thing about uh, COVID. It's, it's got us carrying around a hand sanitizer. <laughs> can also use that for antiseptic. Get a cut, put that on there. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's hand sanitizers everywhere you go. When we're outside the United States, believe me, they are very, very, I don't want to say strict, but uh, regimented about making sure you've got the hand sanitizer taking your temperature and making sure that you're, you're sanitized before you go in and out of places. Were, were there any obstacles that um, either delayed your, your, your uh, takeoff, um, prevented you, or had you second guessing, does this really make any sense? Anything come about? Any ties to relationships that, you know, or people made you feel guilty about this? Because I know when, when I got the call, I was going to shit fire. Um, go do it. I was excited and I wasn't surprised. I was surprised that Chris went, went along um, freely. You know, I didn't seem duct taped to, a, to any bags that PJ was carrying, but um, as to any plans, there's always at least that one thing or that one someone that basically kind of tweaks that, you know, I wish I'd never talked to that person or never did this or, you know, something delayed it or did everything go as planned? That's a really insightful question. We expected everyone to be excited for us, <laughs> and that's not always the case. And I found the most interesting response that, that I got was people got defensive. All of a sudden, they go, well, I can't do that. I've got kids. I've got this. I've got that. I got that. And I go, I understand that everyone has their path, and this is our path, and this is what's best for us, and it's not for everybody. Right. And there are hybrids of ways of doing this as well we did it pretty extreme we, we were all in 100 percent, but there are other ways to do this where you can rent your house for a year maybe put your stuff in storage uh, just travel for three months at a time to test it out and see if that's what you want to do and as far as any obstacles i would say no most people have been 100 supportive i would have to say for the most part 95 percent have been really supportive yeah, that's, what that's, do you, did that's you true. find any obstacles at yeah all? no and I, I i'm glad you added that because it really i think most people were excited for us and and encouraging you know like good for you good for you wow and and then they would kind of second guess it and think about it and say geez could i do that no i don't think i could do that i've, I've got too many responsibilities
you know, that's great. But I think people were like, wow, you go. I think a couple of people were a little bit worried about us. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. Gonna, you're, what you yeah. have no home and you're running around the world. And what, what if something happens to you? And so they've been keeping in touch with us. But um, what's awesome is the generosity of people. We have friends that opened up their homes to us. They said, please come stay with us as long as you want. So all along this journey, we've stayed with people in Florida. We've stayed with people in Canada, San Francisco, Laguna Beach, Southern California, Palm Springs. Our friends gave us their condo, let us house at their condo in San Miguel, Mexico for five weeks. Right now we're in the Yucatan and our friend gave us his timeshare for two weeks. And it, it, the generosity of people is just amazing. We've had people invite us to their house for a home-cooked meal, which we truly value being on the road. And I had to say, it's really restored my faith in humanity a uh, hundred times. Well, I, I'm going to say this, and I say this all, all, all the time, especially when I talk to young, young people. PJ and Chris Klein are both examples of people that I know personally in my life, and I've witnessed the way that you guys react to, to people, not only in your in your circle, but people that enter your circle. You guys are two most genuine and authentic and kind people I've ever met. And what happens is life does reward action. And believe it or not, life also um, rewards and repays you for your kindness. And the fact that so many people celebrated this decision instead of um, throwing shade on it and open their doors is a direct reflection of your goodness that you've put out into this world. Because I, I know, PJ, um, when I, my book first came out, when you were working at the radio station, you were the first person that says, let me get you on air. And that was a national radio show. And um, I, I, I appreciate that. But uh, enough about me and back back to you. I just wanted the listeners to know the, the quality of people that we're listening to and that you know your dreams can come true but you're in, you're in control of your dreams. So I always say, uh, think less and live more. And PJ and Christopher are examples of living more and living the dream. Now I want to go through, I know you guys are uh, documenting this, at least I hope you are. So I'm assuming, but I know your first trip, let's talk about your, your, your trip. You're on the plane. You're, uh, let's go back. You're leaving however you got to the airport. You've gotten through customs. You're now boarding the plane. You're now sitting in your seat. And this is the first chapter of um, PJ and Christopher's adventure. Chapter one, where are we going? Tell me about well, your the trip. Very, the, the very first place we wanted to go was somewhere where we could just chill out and take a vacation because it had been six months of pretty intensive, you know, the emotional roller coaster as well as the labor and everything we had to do to get ready to do this. And so we just needed a breather. So we thought, well, let's go to Aruba. <laughs> we had never been there and it was open and we just had to get a test. So we said, Let, let's go to Aruba. And so we flew down there and we spent a couple of weeks down there just chilling and hitting it, a pool on the beach. And, and it did take at least 10 days just to decompress because again, we were in hyper mode for 
three or four months getting all of this done and all the last minute things that came up and the little obstacles like you're talking about, like little things that would come up we didn't think about. Like we sold our we sold our cars at the last minute, of course. And then guess what? Well, there's an easy pass attached to them. I go, oh, <laughs> so then yeah. I had, oh, we got to close out our easy pass now and take these things and mail them back. So all of these things were, were very stressful at the end. And it did take us a while to decompress. Um, the, and talk about obstacles as well. We had several obstacles that we were facing um, after this first leg of the trip was first COVID conditions really dictated where we could go. And then the second thing was nature, mother nature, wildfires. So tell them about Canada because, well, we we're going to go to South America. Yeah, we were, we were in Aruba, which is right down near South America. We thought it would be a good launching place to go into South America. Then, of course, South America turned into a major hotspot for COVID. And it was, we were very strongly discouraged from going there by the U.S. State Department. <laughs> so we thought, all right, well, maybe we'll uh, do something different. And then Canada opened up. So great, because that was a place we wanted to go to. We had a couple stops we wanted to make there and we were waiting for it to open. So finally that opened, so great. So we went from Aruba right to Canada and just kind of flip-flopped our plans. To Montreal. So we went to Montreal first and it was really thrilling going into there because we were the first Americans really to start coming in the first wave since they opened up. And it was, it was a lot of paperwork. It was a lot of testing. It was a lot of questioning. We, we got questioned by three different customs officials in different areas of the airport, just to get out of the airport was two or three hours just to get out of there. I've, I've been to Canada many times in my life and I've never been grilled so hard by the Canadian customs. However, when we got to the, when we got to the hotel, they were cheering the, the receptionists and the people in the reception going, oh my gosh, the first Americans we've seen in a year. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> welcome, welcome. And we got treated like royalty. We really did. <laughs> and so we did, we did Montreal for 12 days and then we went and then we went to Quebec. This is where Mother Nature comes in because we wanted to go to Banff, which is the Canadian Rockies, which is probably one of the most scenic places on the planet. And they were closed due to wildfires. There's a lot of wildfires in Canada, so we missed that opportunity. We, we couldn't go there. So it was either COVID or wildfires that kept us from, that really dictated where we would go. Right. Canada is actually a very be beautiful place and they're always welcome. I love Montreblanc. It's one of my favorite places. And you guys went to a lot of places I've, I've been to, so that the people are beautiful. And you, you, you have sent us some pictures, which when we actually re released this on, on YouTube, um, we're going to have those pictures in, incorporated with this podcast. Um, but um, beautiful pictures, beautiful pictures that you guys sent um, to us. So we have a chapter one uh, of your, um, uh, what, what is your uh, YouTube going to be called now? Inclined to Travel. With the number two. Yeah, incorporates our last name, Klein, in there. So Yeah, Klein is spelled C-L-I-N-E. We're calling it inclined, the number two, travel, inclined to travel. And we are in the process of putting that YouTube channel together. Right now we're documenting and getting all of our videos and pictures together and, and speaking with people and a lot to go along in this. The, the, base, the, the goal of the channel is to be able to educate people where people can use our long road as their shortcut. To quote one of our mentors. Wow, that was good. And um, 
I, I take it by being an American coming to some of these countries, you were always well received or were there any obstacles as far as being an American into a different country? I don't think so. I, I, I think the, as I said, the Canadian customs were, were tough on us, but I don't know that that was because we were American per se. I think mm -hmm. they were just being tough on people coming in. Yeah, because um, of COVID, because and, of COVID. And, and it also occurred to me that, and here's something to think about if you're planning on doing this, traveling around from country to country, is that every country we go to, we're, we have a one-way ticket. And that may have aroused some suspicion amongst the customs people too. Yeah, they want to know why are you only coming one way? What's your exit yeah. strategy? And we're going, well, we're kind of playing it by ear. We've learned how to field those questions a little bit better now when we come into a country because that's not flying these days. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know what you're up to, why you're there, how long you're going to stay what your plans are yeah, so we've they, learned they get a little concerned that maybe you're just going to plant yourself there forever and then start uh, uh start feeding off of their uh medical health. care and health care and that kind of thing right so exactly they, well the yeah. other thing is james bond has become a very um, popular movie and uh chris you have to say you look like a very distinguished james bond you oh know, is that shaken, right? <laughs> shaken and not stirred and 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 look at, and look at your wife pretty penny you know, <laughs> you guys do look like international could be. All right. Thank yeah, that's a good you. point. Yes, we could be spies. Yeah. So yeah. far, though, we have only been to Aruba, Canada, uh, the West Coast of California, and then uh, Mexico, which is where we are now. Now, interesting enough, we were, we were planning to spend the winter in Southeast Asia. That's one of our, our uh, to-go places would be Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, Bali, the Philippines. However, Thailand is the only is the only one open right now, and you have to quarantine for two weeks. You have a thirty day visa only, and that two weeks first two weeks counts counts as your thirty days, and you're in quarantine. A lot of the countries aren't open, so we cannot go there this year. We're hoping next year we'll be able to go. It'll change, so we have to be flexible. We're moving left. We're moving right. Right now we're in Mexico, uh, in the beautiful Yucatan. We're enjoying it very much. We were in San Miguel up in the mountains for five weeks, house sitting for our friends. And so now we're going, all right, where do we go? Are we gonna to go to South America? Are we gonna to go to Belize? Are we gonna stay here, go to Central America? It is kind of a work in progress right now. It looks like we are gonna explore most of Mexico for the winter and maybe right. go down to a, one or two countries in South America if, if we can see that they're safe enough to That's go correct. as far as COVID goes. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, quick question. Here, at the time that we're re recording this podcast, we're just weeks away um, from, from celebrating um, Thanksgiving. Um, Halloween has just en ended. Christmas is coming. You guys are going to be in a uh, whole nother country with a whole nother tradition as far as holidays um how are you mixing um the new with what you used to know here are you celebrating thanksgiving and christmas the way that we've done or are you going to adapt your uh the holiday spirit to the environment you currently are, are in how's that going to hold um play out that's that's a very interesting question we have uh usually done our own thing on thanksgiving we don't have family that lived near us uh, so in that sense, it will be pretty similar. Uh, however, yes, I, I think that um, 
it's very likely we're going to be looking at the culture that we're in and saying, hey, how do you guys celebrate this? Or if you don't celebrate it, then maybe it'll just be a very alternative kind of holiday for us. Uh, maybe we'll go out for tacos. Yeah, <laughs> not every, I think the United States has their own Thanksgiving, so not other countries going to have that. What we do see, there's a lot of Americans everywhere we're going. We're seeing a yep. lot of Americans and Maybe we'll be able to meet up with some Americans and say, let's get together and, and do a Thanksgiving dinner. Or we may just go hang with the locals. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll be in Mexico. We'll hang with the Mexican people and just right. say, it's our, you know, we're celebrating Thanksgiving and we'll do it with you. Uh, Christmas is pretty much universal. It's celebrated everywhere, uh, pretty much. And it'll be interesting to see where we are and how we handle that. But that that's some good thoughts. We'll get back to you on that and let you know if, how it goes. If, if the Mexicans celebrate Christmas anywhere close to the way they celebrate the Halloween time, there'll be a lot of fireworks. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. We won't plan on sleeping. We'll just we, have fireworks. We <laughs> won't be lonely trust me we will not be lonely please send us pictures now i'm going to ask one one other question and that i'm just curious on, on my end i'm i'm sure someone's thinking of this you have sold everything that you've had so you do not have an address you you're traveling either with a great big bag of uh, of money or your, your credit cards are very excited right now but you have no address where are you getting your bills from well How, how's that work Yes, that we wondered how we were going to do that too. And it turns out there was an answer for it. There is an outfit called Traveling Mailbox. And you can pick whatever city you want. Uh, I believe it's just in the United States. It's online. Uh, it's, it's, but, it's, but it's online. And what happens is, is you give that as your, they, they have an address for you. And you give that to your post office as your forwarding address and start giving that address out to your creditors, whoever you still need to be in contact with. And you will receive things, they will receive those things for you at their bricks and mortar location, whichever one you choose. And then what they will do is they will scan the envelope and email it to you, or rather they'll put it on their portal and they'll, they'll send you an email saying, hey, you've got mail. <laughs> so we go in and uh, we look at it. We look at the outside of the envelope and we decide, okay, that looks important. Uh, open that and scan it for me. They'll open it up and scan what's in there. Or if you can tell that it's just junk mail, you can just say you know, shred and delete. And once you see the in, what's inside of it, if it is something you want to keep, then you can just download it and you've got it on your files. Uh, or you can tell them to destroy it. Or say you're receiving a paper check in the mail, fine. You can actually tell them to deposit it in your bank account. Yeah, it's And they will do that for you for a small fee, but they'll actually uh, FedEx it to your bank with a deposit slip and deposit it for you. So they can take care of that for you. So traveling mailbox, so fantastic, it's a great service. Fantastic service. And it takes care of everything. So we have a, we have a Philadelphia address. All of our mail goes there including checks, they'll deposit them for us. And we can read our mail every day when it comes in. And, you know, you talk about bills. We have so many fewer bills now, <laughs> Kevin. We, we have a credit card bill, a couple of credit cards. That's it. We don't have cable. We don't have sewer, water, electricity, insurance, <laughs> car insurance, none of that. It's all easy pass. It's all gone. So we have maybe one or two bills that we have to pay every month because we're doing everything on credit card pretty much. Yeah, well, one of the, one of the questions we've got is how do you do this affordably? Well, one of the things is, is you divest yourself of everything that was costing you money. 
I, I know you guys just gave yourself a pay raise. Um, <laughs> so many different places, food, um, any, any change in your digestive system? Because PJ, I, I know you're extremely healthy. And uh, Chris, you, you're also conscious too. Um, have you experienced anything you've fallen in love with? Have you experienced anything that's done battle with, with you? And give us an idea where and when and what you won't eat and, and what have you experimented with? Well, of course, in Mexico, you do have to be careful of the water. So we, we end up buying a lot of jugs of water and hauling those home. So that's very important. And it, you also have to be a little bit careful of where you're eating. Uh, we have tended to avoid carts, street, carts, street food. Yeah, street food on the carts on the street and just going to regular restaurants. And even there, I still order bo bottled water just to be, just to be very careful. And, and even still there, there, there's an occasional little stomach upset or something, but, but nothing major. It's been, it's been pretty good. We're, we're fairly careful and it's, it's, we've been okay. And conversely, we've had some fabulous dining experiences. Yes. <laughs> we, we've had some amazing cuisine mm -hmm. uh, in Canada. We've done the French restaurants. We, uh, in Mexico, we've done an eight course meal uh, that was Mexican gourmet. It was in a beautiful setting. Uh, we were in Mexico city and we found a little place on the, on the side of the road, sort of like imagine if you're in New York city and we got a big plate of enchiladas and a bottle of water for like $3 and 50 cents. <laughs> so, wow. so it's all over the gamut and the food can be really, really good. Again, it's always good to be, be careful uh, and not, not take too many risks when you're in another country because simply your, your body is not acclimated to the cultures that may be there. Uh, but Kevin, you know, you know, I, I try to be very careful, but I have put on a few pounds and I'm trying to be careful. And what we do whenever we stay at a hotel, we get a little kitchenette, a suite, and we do a lot. We go to the local markets and we buy food. And last night we made a spaghetti and meat sauce and we ate in, and it was like a home cooked meal and we loved it. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, I was going to say another thing that my advice would be to people is by all means, stay physically fit because it is taxing on your system to do what we're doing because you have to be active. You have to pack, you have to move your, you're hauling uh, weight around with you, your luggage, you've got to get in taxis in and out and um, it can be physically taxing. And my advice always, even if you're not doing this is to stay physically fit. Although I, I feel it's, definitely more important to do it while you're traveling. And one thing that can help with that is when you don't have a car and you're living in a town, you do a lot more walking. Uh, you do a lot more walk just to go to the store to pick something up. We're walking instead of jumping in the car. So that definitely helps. Now, where are you guys working out? I, I know here, PJ, you, you happen to be a member of a very posh um, health club, Lifetime. Um, I, I don't know if any of the places that you've listed, Lifetime is present. Probably by the time this airs, they'll probably be saying, PJ, find me a location. Um, where are you working out at? I do, I do my own workouts. I do my, my running in place. I do my jumping jacks and I'll do some kind of weightlifting if I can, whatever objects I find. Uh, fortunately, we're in warm climates now. We're doing swimming. I do a lot of swimming in the pool and in the ocean yesterday. And some of the, the hotels we stay at, they will have a health club also, a treadmill, some weights, and, and we make it a point to do that. But of course, we can always do our own. Like I, you could go online, as you know, and, and find a workout video and just do it right in your hotel room. 
do yeah. the planking and the and the lifts and the stretching and all of those things that are vital. Uh, I do feel I am a little softer than I used to be, and I really have to make a point to to get down and be a lot more proactive, seeking out those things. Yeah, my grandfather always says, you know, how are you living? And that's one of the things every time he sees someone, he always says, how are you living? So you guys are definitely living. Um, and that's a direct reflection of um, if anyone's watching, PJ has a very active uh, Instagram account and it shows her her work working out and some of the things that I've known PJ from the time she started um, with Lifetime to what she's doing now. And she's acting more of a 25 or 30 year old than she is uh, a, a lady that's actually 35. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I know she's she's gotten um, I mean, I mean. I, I can say this a hundred times. And I've said this long before we did this interview. Uh, Christopher is an extremely uh, good looking, distinguished um, gentleman. So he can pull off bond fairly easy. Um, so how, how do people get in touch with you? I, I know your YouTube channel is not up yet, but um, can we follow you on Instagram, any of your social medias for either one of you? Can you guys um, give us uh, some way that we can follow you on this adventure? Absolutely. My Instagram account is pj.cline. So it's at pj.cline Instagram and PJ Klein from Philadelphia on Facebook. And Christopher is on Facebook as well under Christopher Klein, C-L-I-N-E. And I'm also on LinkedIn also. So you can find me on LinkedIn as well. All right. George Lee, my famous uh, film producer, if you ever decide to do a Bond makeover like you know hire pj and um christopher as uh, the new pretty penny and mr james bond all right we're, we're also available for house sitting as well right. we're experienced homeowners and if anybody has a house internationally that they would like us to house sit we're available we're very flexible with our timing as well all right and before we wrap wrap up all right so um how many chapters of your trip um have you guys accomplished? And because I know you're a couple months into this trip, uh, how many more chapters are, are there to go? And is there a possibility that you may never move back to the United States and find a home someplace else? Is that a topic of conversation or are, are you coming back? That is open-ended at this point, but uh, we were actually in our, I guess in our ideal dream, we would find a place to live that has a lower cost of living than what we had in the States and, and including lower cost of healthcare so that we can live better on the money that we have. So that, I think that's definitely still in the offing and, and we kind of hope that that works out. There's always the chance that we'll be back to the States too. We committed to one year on this journey, and I have a feeling it's going to go longer because of the delays that we're experiencing with COVID restrictions and the natural disasters that seem to be happening more and more frequently. Uh, we set a minimum of a year, and based on what I've seen now, we're in like chapter 10. We've been to 10 places. We're in our 11th place. Mexico is going to be quite a few places here. We still haven't, and we still have to get to Southeast Asia. We still have to get to Australia, New Zealand, the Fiji Islands South down America. there. We are scheduled to be South America, right? We are scheduled to be in Europe for the summer. We've already booked our flight to Greece. 
uh, for mid-May, and we're going to spend the entire three or four months of the summer in Europe traveling all over there, and then we'll see where it takes us from there. All right, so to our listeners, what do you think and what would be your, your takeaway from this interview? What would your people listening to this, what do you want them to take away from the, the PJ and Christopher Klein experience? Hmm. I think a broadening of horizons, uh, a flexibility, uh, I guess imagining what could be. I know when you know we were living in the same home for 23 years, we had a lifestyle and we never really day to day, never really thought about doing anything drastically different than that. But now we come to this and we realize that you really can, you can do something different. And I say, you'll make the leap when you're ready. <laughs> Everyone's going to have their own path and you, you find your path. Like I said, ours was pretty extreme. There's a lot of variations to, to it. And if you want to travel, it can be done. Do your homework, do your research, talk to people, find out as much info as you can, and then put it on paper and do the split page like we did, the pros and cons, and then take your time and be patient and work through the emotions and, and know that the worst thing that can happen is you can always go back. All right. I am going to ask you one more question. The reason why I'm asking you this, because people that follow talking with Kevin and son, um, today we're minus my son um, because of internet connection, but also people that follow RMK uh, Productions and Network, they have a higher call to action. And when I what we mean by that is that the people that respond and follow our podcast and our podcast network are not people that drive by next and then they're the people that pull over and offer assistance. Um, if you had to have one ask, A-S-K, of what you would like to have or, or, or something that the change in this world, or if you can have one dream come true, what would that ask be? I would like to see an end to hunger and homelessness. I know that's a really lofty go. We were in San Miguel, Mexico, and we were able to participate in a walkathon uh, to help feed hungry children in San Miguel, Mexico. And that was probably the highlight of the trip so far for me, being able to participate like that. And if we can come to another country and including even our own country and make a contribution that would make a change in someone's life for the better, that would be my ask. I think uppermost in my mind is the tremendous divisions that we have both in our country and really other countries too. And I think travel, it may not be a magic wand, but I think it is very helpful in giving you a better perspective of life and what's important. And by going to other countries and seeing how nice people are and how supportive they are of you, it, uh, it renews your faith in humanity, as we said earlier, and I think it helps to, I think it can only help to bring us together. And a quote that I like, and I wish I remember who said it, is that travel is the one investment guaranteed to make you richer. 
Absolutely. That is a wonderful quote. And um, I will second that. And that's the reason why um, authors write books, because if you're not able to physically travel, you're able to mentally travel. And I say this all the time, that education is not designed to make you comfortable, but it's designed to make you think. And the more that you experience outside of your own personal um, circle, the easier it is for you to overcome some of your personal biases. Now, if there is any questions you'd like to ask me, anything that you want to leave with um, our, our guests and our viewers, especially someone that's sitting on the fence, um, feel free, fire away. I, I guess you just have to ask yourself, what's stopping you? That would, that would be the, the question you have to ask yourself. If you want to do something, what is stopping you? And that's having an honest conversation with yourself. And I know that's what we did over and over and over again. What's stopping us? What's stopping us? And once we came to terms with that. We realized that nothing was really stopping us. Yeah. And, and how, or if it's not as extreme as what we're doing, how can I make room for a little more travel in my life? Or something well, that will broaden our experience. Well yes. said. And to my, my listeners, I want you to, to, to pull over on the side of the road, stop doing whatever you, you're doing right now. And I want you to embrace the PJ and Christopher Klein's story, their one big adventure in the places they will go. And I want you to think less and live more. Thinking too much does not always get things done. Sometimes overthinking slows down the process. It doesn't matter if you're wrong or you're right. If it feels good, then I say, let's go for it. It's okay not to have all the answers, but it's not okay to have questions and not even look for the answers. Experience is life's travels. So we've covered so much information and I hope at some point this episode has that we shared with you has enlightened you and in some ways touched you in your soul to get you out of your comfort zone and maybe look out your window and see the world much different from across the street, but see the world for what it is. If you have not followed us, I ask you to subscribe, you know, share this episode, go to RMK Productions and Network on our YouTube um, channel, share and subscribe, or if you want more information, go to info at rmkproductions.net. We appreciate you both Christopher and PJ as our guests. Um, I, we know that you're on your early legs of your trip. You are always welcome back. If somewhere down the line, you run into someone that would be someone that we should know, that I would love to, to, to uh, showcase their talent, their art, their story on talking with Kevin, you have an open door policy to this. And to my listeners, I'm extending the same um, invitation to you because this is all about, you know, people you should know. We are the everyday man and woman and child uh, champion. So as my grandfather always says, that when you get to a point that you can help someone else, it is your duty to do so. Adapt a hashtag, find 1,000 reasons to be kind to someone. And again, I want to thank my guests, PJ and Christopher Klein. And again, before we close, Will you please give us how we can follow you on your Instagram page or your social media pages so our people can write this down and then we'll close out the show. Okay, you can find me on Instagram at pj.klein and that is spelled 
C-L-I-N-E, PJ.Klein. And the same on Facebook, PJ Klein from Philadelphia, and also on LinkedIn. Coming soon will be our YouTube channel, and it's a travel channel full of information, and that is called Inclined to Travel. Inclined to Travel. And we will be definitely following you and looking out for you. And to my listeners, reach one, teach one, and we'll fade the black. This is the end of the episode of Talking With Kevin and Son. Oh, 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 oh,